Joining me on the phone is Sheila Kennedy. Sheila is the co-founder and executive director of Top Box Foods. Sheila, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, Rick. Well, let's explain what Top Box Foods is, first of all. Okay. Um, Top Box Foods is a nonprofit based in Chicago, um, and what we do is we create access in underserved communities um, to fresh fruits and fresh vegetables and also to high-quality meats, chicken, fish, and pork. Basically trying to fill those deserts. Right. So we operate in food deserts. So in Chicago, you know, mostly on the south and west sides, but, you know, we operate all over Chicago. Um, And then also in Rockford, Illinois. Um, And what we do is we partner um, in the community with a network. So our partners include schools and churches and healthcare providers, uh, community organizations, housing facilities. Um, and our partners spread the word that this uh, food is available in their community. So, for instance, we partner with Rush Hospital and uh, St. Sabina. And so in those cases, uh, the folks at Rush Hospital will spread the word to their employees and also to their patients and to their community. Um, and then at St. Sabina, Father Flager will uh, spread the word to his members that this food is available in the community, um, you know, and we deliver right to the community. I know uh, that you just had a uh, uh, a, a big kind of uh, distribution in Rockford. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Uh, and in fact, a, a friend of mine was uh, one of the volunteers, uh, Porter McNeil, who lives out in the Quad Cities. Uh, but he said that uh, Top Top Box, he believes, uh, delivered m- m- so many boxes yesterday. It was four times than any previous delivery in Rockford. I- is that an indication of really how bad things are in Rockford? Well, I mean, the need is so great. Um, the need is so great. So in Rockford, hundreds and hundreds of boxes of of food were delivered by um, incredible volunteers um, and the leadership in Rockford, you know, Unite Away is our partner there, our primary partner, but also, you know, the state rep and aldermen and the mayor of Rockford and all sorts of um, other electeds and union officials. Everybody helped us spread the word that this food was available, and then they all stepped up to help um, deliver the food because, you know, our model really relies heavily on volunteer help. So, I mean, obviously, this is a this is even before the pandemic. This was a, a very important venture for getting food to people. Uh, yeah, but but I mean, since the pandemic, I mean, what what is the situation on the ground? Well, you know, before the pandemic, we would deliver our food um, to a central community location. So. You know, it might be a church, and then people would come, and, you know, that was a nice community event, and people would come and pick up their food and then um, and go home. But, of course, that can't happen now. So now we have switched our model, and we're making home deliveries. And I knew the need would be great, but I didn't anticipate how great. So to give you sort of a sense of, of just maybe this week, we've just this week of loan, we've relied on volunteers, and they've spent 500 volunteer hours just this week. And in the last three days, we delivered over 4,500 boxes of food. So the need is incredibly great. And 
how do you how do you cope to meet that need? <laughs> we're all the Kennedys in this house are working. You know, we're we're leaning on we're leaning on everybody we know to help. Um, you know, we have a small staff at Top Box Foods, and they're uh, doing an incredible job of rising to the occasion. But um, you know, the, the need is great. Um, I I you know even before the pandemic, I. Uh, heard about a Feeding America study that said that when people are taking, you know, when they uh, get their groceries or taking advantage of pantry services or food bank services, on average, they get 5% of their groceries there. So if you're living in an underserved community that's a food desert, you know, if it's difficult to find a grocery store, or if you um, are short on money, which is a lot of people these days, um, you need to find that 95% of your groceries elsewhere. And so that's where Top Box Foods comes in. Um, we, don't, we don't give the food away, but our food is offered at up to 40% below retail. So it's only two types of food, too, beautiful, fresh produce, and then also, you know, meats, chicken and fish and that kind of thing. Been a lot of talk, of course, about the the food chain and disruptions in that, particularly in uh, uh, food processing involving uh, meat, livestock, pork. Are, are you seeing that as you try to, you know, stockpile to get to to these uh, to make these uh, deliveries? You know, we um, so we've been we've been talking to our supply chain vendors about that. Um, our in our supply chain, we partner with vendors who actually share our mission. So, um, you know, and that's partly how we're able to get the food at such a low cost, and then we pass it along to the people that we serve. Um, you know, they're in they're in it with us. We're in it together. And so far, we haven't, you know, we haven't felt the effects, but, you know, it seems dire to me. And hopefully, hopefully it'll be okay. But we've seen enough food. We're speaking with Sheila Kennedy. She's the co-founder and executive director of Top Box Foods. I'm Rick Pearson. This is the Sunday Spin. Welcome back to your Sunday Spin, 546 on this Sunday afternoon. I'm Rick Pearson of the Chicago Tribune here in the WGN Skyline studio on this beautiful Sunday late afternoon, early evening. Joined on the phone by Sheila Kennedy. She is the co-founder, executive director of Top Box Foods, co-founder with her husband, Chris Kennedy. And uh, we're talking about uh, the service that Top Box Foods provides to underserved areas, uh, basically food desert-type areas, and the need uh, being so great, particularly at this time. And, And Sheila, I have to say, you know, there's even before the pandemic, um, food deserts were always kind of a, a underlying concern, you know, definitely in the city of Chicago. And, you know, you can go back years and there was talk about, oh, here's this master plan we're going to have to, you know, encourage um, grocers to locate in some of these underserved areas. Uh, we've seen a little bit of that. Um, but I have to wonder now when you look at, you know, this uncertainty of the economy moving forward, you know, what are the opportunities as far as business going into some of these underserved communities to provide groceries? 
I mean, you know, so Top Box Foods has stepped in, you know, to fill that gap and to make groceries, you know, uh, available to people living in these food food deserts. But, you know, I would say it's a difficult proposition to, especially now, to, um, you know, open up a full-service grocery store. So there are um, corner stores, um, you know, and there are um, a smattering of grocery stores in you know, uh, that aren't too far, but food deserts really are areas where there just really is no access to fresh produce and, and, and the kinds of meats and chicken and fish that we offer. Um, and so if, you know, if you are living in a food desert, at least in Chicago, it's typically, you know, low income. And um, there's a lot of stressors that exist in poverty, making it even worse and exacerbates the problem of a food desert. So you might have to take, you know, two buses to get to the grocery store or, you know, you might have your children. And, you know, I mean, it's it's way harder, I think, to live in a food desert, particularly if it's in a low-income and stressed community. So in normal times, when you have uh, the, the uh, availability of these uh, produce and, and meat products to, to purchase at discount, is that kind of was that a centralized kind of location aspect? Yeah. So what we did was we tried to partner with as many, you know, as many community organizations as we could. And um, a lot of them are churches, actually. Um, And so we would deliver once a month um, to, you know, these locations. Um, We'd rely on volunteers to staff these deliveries. Uh, We'd have truck routes going out on multiple stops, multiple routes, um, one Saturday a month. And it was a big, you know, sort of a community get-together. Um, and people would pick up their food, and, you know, uh, then at the community location, they'd feel more bonded to that location, you know. And so that that model, you know, we started it in 2012, and since then we had reached um, 12,000 people. But since the pandemic, you know, we had to switch that. So now we deliver straight to people's houses, right? which is a completely different thing. <laughs> that, that was not the model, <laughs> right? Um, you know, I, I just, I, I think about, you know, the uncertainty again of no one, people people suddenly losing their jobs, um, uh, the, the fact of needing assistance. And... I, I guess, you know, I wonder, is there still somewhat of a stigma attached to taking part in programs like yours? Um, I, you know, I think that people, I don't think so, and I hope not. You know, the Kennedys, our family, we um, we eat Top Box Foods all the time. And in fact, if you've been on Chris's Facebook page, he posts pictures of me frequently after I've made a meal with this food. So, this food, people are actually paying for it. So there's a there's a you know uh, high level of expectation of what what food they're going to get. So there's a lot of pride in in the in the transaction, and um, you know we work hard to gain people's trust, and um, you know we're proud of the food that we offer. You know it's the really the highest quality um, out there. I was wondering too. Is is through your uh, program? Can you, people use SNAP benefits and things like that? Yeah, people can use SNAP benefits, and that's you know I think that is you know particularly if you're living in a food desert, 
to be able to use your SNAP benefits on, you know, fresh produce or, you know, these meats, um, I think that's a great way to stretch your SNAP dollar because it's below the cost at retail. um, And so, you know, you can get more healthy food for that. There's been a lot of talk about, you know, because of the pandemic, about whether uh, SNAP benefits should be uh, extended to more families, whether the the benefits themselves should be increased. Uh, you, you know, from what from what you do, are the SNAP benefits adequate? I mean, I don't think they're adequate. Um, I also think that. You know, the government was going to drastically reduce the amount of uh, benefits that people got. Um, so thankfully, they put a hold on that. Um, and so they did, it, They did. you know, they didn't decrease the amount as they had told us they were going to do. But, you know, staff benefits, I, you know, I, I love hearing Tammy Duckworth's story about when she was... Um, you know, they had they had hard times, and SNAP benefits allowed them to get back on their feet. It's a temporary thing, um, and people who need SNAP benefits and need those to buy something as basic as groceries, you know, I think that we ought to do that for our, uh, you know, fellow Americans. Now, obviously, this has been a program, as you said, since 2012 in, in, in Chicago on the south and west sides. Um, now is is Rockford now a, a a permanent part of the program? Right. So Rockford, um, you know, we partnered with United Way in 2017, and we were doing monthly deliveries in Rockford. Um, and then this yesterday was really uh, we brought in um, you know the leaders, the community leaders in um, Rockford, along with the United Way, and so it was a different kind of uh, delivery this, you know, this, uh, this weekend. Um, so I think it is going to be permanent. I'm happy to say, I think that the United Way is an incredible partner. Um, and we have a next delivery, which is going to be May 16th there. And, uh, this program, I mean, it does extend beyond Illinois, doesn't it? It does. So we, you know, our biggest, our biggest part of the program is in Chicago, um, and then we have Rockford, but we also operate in New Orleans and also starting in Atlanta. And New Orleans has been for some time, am I correct? Yes, right, right. So they've been for some time. And, um, you know, what they've done during the pandemic, they also make home deliveries. But because the farmers markets had been put on hold, the farmers had no way to distribute their food. So in New Orleans, at least, we partnered with farmers to uh, help get that their food out. So, um, you know, it's been it's been a great thing all the way around. And you said Atlanta is just starting. Is that correct? They're just starting. So, you know, this is a challenge. Well, that's, that's, they... that's why I asked, because this seems like an interesting time to, you know, besides having to adjust your model to you know you you do have this desperate time of need and it it seems like a difficult way to start right so um you know we're pretty nimble and we adjust fast and so you know we're we're going to keep working on atlanta but we're actually our my effort and chris's efforts are mostly focused in chicago and in rockford what about as far as other areas of the state um, well, so far, um, 
you know, we have not, we were up in Lake County for a bit uh, in partnership with the Northern Illinois Food Bank. Um, and, um, and that was an excellent partnership um, that, you know, we ended up focusing more on the south and west sides of Chicago. So we put that one on hold. Where can people get more information about this? As you said, you rely heavily on volunteers and, uh, you know, the people are kind of in a volunteer spirit these days. I mean, how, how can they find out where they can pitch in? Um, okay. I love that question because we do rely on the generosity of volunteers and, you know, it, it's, it's a wonderful thing to, you know, work with volunteers who are interested in helping out. Um, all they have to do is go to our website, um, and that's topboxfoods.com, and they'll see a place that says, how do I get involved? And um, Or there's another place that says, if you'd like to volunteer, click here, and both of those will take you to a place where you just fill in. Um, but there's different things people can volunteer doing. They can um, be delivery drivers, and we have a whole protocol of that keeps everybody safe, the volunteers and the people who are receiving the food. Um, we also need people to help us out in the warehouse. Um, and then if people are wanting to stay in their homes, uh, you know, if they're more vulnerable, and though we have a lot of work that can be done from home in the form of making phone calls. So there's lots of ways people can pitch in. I want to go back to one thing I asked you earlier, and you said you have, you know, the partners in supplying this food. Uh, but you, you expressed some concern that, that that supply chain may be, maybe having some serious problems. I mean, right. We haven't experienced it firsthand um, yet, but, you know, I, we've talked to our suppliers and, you know, we're keeping, we're keeping our plan going forward. And, you know, we haven't cut back on anything. Although the, some of our suppliers, um, we have increased our work in our warehouse um, so that the work of packaging these boxes gets done by us. And some, in the past, some of the suppliers did that. So that's really the only, ch- the only change. I think um, I haven't really seen firsthand, uh, uh, you know, less food. It sounds like, uh, I mean, it sounds like a, a real uh, volunteer effort would be working in that warehouse. Just, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, given 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 the need, given the number of, uh, of of boxes that that need to be processed, that would seem to be like the preeminent preeminent place that uh, you folks are looking for some help at. Right. Either that or delivery drivers, because um, there's a lot of um, you know because people are doing it in their cars, and we do use refrigerated bags, and you know we keep the we try to keep the food cold. The amount of stops people can make are limited because you want to make sure that the food maintains its its integrity, you know, so it doesn't thaw if it's frozen or, you know, that it stays fresh. That's Sheila Kennedy. She's executive director and co-founder of Top Box Foods. Sheila, thank you so much for joining me today. Rick, thank you for having me on. Thank you.